Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome back to the show. And on the show today, I got my longtime co-host of the Up All Night Show. He's a lifelong Tennessee fan, just about Tennessee everything. Brad Page is joining the show. Brad, uh, how'd you like that first week of college football? Oh, yeah, it, it was great. It's great to have football back. Uh, some really exciting games uh, over the weekend, and I'm just really glad uh, football is finally here. Uh, been, seems like we've been waiting in, waiting for a while for it to come back, but uh, really some great games uh, definitely over the weekend and, and still uh, more to come this season. What was the one thing that surprised you the most about this weekend? You know, not there weren't really big surprises, I would say. I mean, I would say the teams that were favored in most of the games really did come out to play, uh, you know, their style. The, um, the game that, you know, that, uh, that was really crazy, I thought, was Sunday night, you know, with LSU and Florida State. I think Florida State kind of surprised me. Wow. I didn't know who- how good Florida State was going to be this good, good this year, but uh, you know their their quarterback in Jordan Travis really had a great game, and it it was such a wild finish, you know, as most everybody saw, you know, there at the end, you know, LSU definitely could have had that game for sure, but uh, uh, but you know, but Florida State put them away. That that might be one team that kind you know surprised me, but I think all the the top teams, uh, you know, Alabama, Georgia, you know, played really well. Ohio State played well. Um, so not really any big surprises I can think of. So let's talk about that LSU game against Florida State because they're paying Brian Kelly $10 million to coach at LSU. He left a great situation leaving Notre Dame. He's now the LSU head coach, and he loses. And so the LSU fan base is they're – not, they're not calling for him to get fired just yet. But, I mean, come on. Ed Orgeron won a national championship with LSU. Les Miles won a national championship, and of course, Nick Saban. So three different coaches have won national titles at LSU. So Brian Kelly has to win a national title at LSU, right? Uh, I would say so. I mean, I mean that's his pedigree, you know, definitely. Uh, you know, with Notre Dame, with all the great teams he had there, everybody from LSU expects him to, to bring the same kind of experience he had at Notre Dame over – down there at LSU, but, you know, it might take a few games to finally get his system in place, you know, with the new coaches and everything, you know, with his system there. It might take a game or two to, to see what he can do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the expectations are always high at LSU um, and really anywhere in the SEC, you know, the expectations are always, uh, you know, su- supposed to be high. Brad, I have to ask you, what do you think of the new college football playoff format? Well, I think I think it's gonna be great. Um, you know, it gives everybody a chance. You know, definitely to to get to that final spot. 
we'll see how it goes because usually we see the same four teams every year, you know, that we've seen for the past five years, you know, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, you know, you name it. And now this, this gives everybody a, a new opportunity to see some new teams, you know, kind of jump in there. And um, I think, I think it's going to make it a little bit more exciting. I think, I think it's going to make the bowl games more exciting, you know, something more to play for. Going to be uh, kind of interesting to see how it all plays out. I admit, Saturday, I sat in front of the TV and I watched that Georgia-Oregon game from start to finish. I was flipping back and forth between Cincinnati and Arkansas. And then you had the night games, Ohio State and Notre Dame. I was actually going back and forth between Utah and Florida. Wow. (laughs) I mean, Florida pulling that out. Anthony Richardson is going to win games by himself. That's another great game I forgot to mention. What awesome game that was as, as well. And, you know, TNC fans, oh, yeah, we're going to beat Florida at Knoxville. Not so fast because Florida definitely has a great uh, uh, team, you know, that we saw Saturday night. And Anthony Richardson is a, uh, you know, a heck of a player. Um, you know, some great games uh, definitely Saturday. Georgia really was clicking on all cylinders. I was excited to see Darnell Washington, how huge he really was and what a great tight end he's going to be. And I don't know if anybody can cover him. The hurdle. <laughs> yeah, Did right. you see the hurdle? Yeah, yeah, the hurdle, man. I mean, I don't know who's going to be able to cover him. I mean, just that big size he has, you know, it's – I mean, Georgia looked great for sure. And um, Well, the new AP poll just came out, and there's no surprise Alabama's still number one with 44 first-place votes, and they dominated the Utah State team that won 11 games last year, 55 to nothing. I mean, if you could criticize Alabama, you know, they – didn't score a touchdown in their first drive, eh, but still <laughs> a very dominant performance. I clearly thought that Georgia had the best night, 49 to three, completely dominant from start to finish against a team that was ranked 11th with a veteran quarterback in Bo Nix. This Oregon team won 10 games last year, went to the Alamo Bowl, and they beat Ohio State. I actually thought, oh, this is going to be a great game. I never thought in my wildest dreams that. Georgia would have such a flawless performance in Stetson Bennett. Can we consider him in the running for the Heisman? For sure. For sure. I mean, you got to put them up there, uh, definitely. I mean, especially beating uh, uh, top rank, you know, well, almost 10 team like Oregon was. And I really don't know how they were ranked so high, you know, that they were because. Georgia just actually outmanned them, outplayed them, and Stetson had a phenomenal game. And I think he's just going to get better and better as the season goes. So, yeah, he's definitely uh, in the running for the Heisman. Well, Georgia did move up in the rankings to number two, but Tennessee has gotten into the rankings in the AP poll. They are ranked 24th, and they take on a Pittsburgh team this week. I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on your birthday. Uh, Pittsburgh is ranked 17th after getting a incredible victory on the backyard brawl. Both teams played Thursday night. Tennessee was dominant against Ball State. And I know that you have got to be excited about this Josh Heupel hurry-up offense. They can get past Pittsburgh. What team worries you the most that should be a win? Like, I know we talked about Florida, but is there a team that really worries you that Tennessee has to face that, you know, I think they might lose this game when they were supposed to win maybe south carolina 
you know, maybe it's, you know, as Spencer Rattler gets going there. I actually think, okay, if you're looking at Tennessee's schedule, if yep. they can get by Pitt, they'll beat Akron. Yes. I really thought they, that they were like a lock to beat Florida. But after seeing Anthony Richardson, I don't know anymore, Brad. I, I think that Florida's got a shot in that game. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely they do. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're going to, you know, just play their best game that they can against uh, mm-hmm. Florida. But they definitely need to this Saturday against Pitt because uh, if they want to beat Pitt, they definitely got to get pressure on the quarterback. You know, they got – because they didn't have any sacks against Ball State, and that really worries me because the defensive line was not as dominant, you know, as it could have been. So hopefully uh, they will get a lot of pressure going against Pitt because West Virginia had about five sacks against Pitt uh, during that game. Definitely if they can get pressure, run the ball on them, score score a lot, of course. Um, but again – uh, Florida is going to be tough at, at Knoxville for sure. But their their defense really has to show up for Pitt. They have to to really uh, have a chance, you know, to, to beat them there. And, and if they do get by Pitt, they do have a great shot being 3-0 and coming in against Florida. See what happens. All right, let's talk about week two. Because looking at the matchups, you got the big noon kickoff. Alabama is traveling to Austin, Texas to have to deal with those fans, the Hook'em Horns, Matthew McConaughey, Bevo. I think they retired Bevo. I don't think he's coming out during the games (laughs) anymore. But, you know, those Texas fans who, I'm not saying they're delusional. They fired Charlie Strong. They fired Tom (laughs) Herman. Their, Their expectations are so high at Texas. This is a rematch of the 2009 National Championship. If Colt McCoy does not go out in that game, I think Texas might have had a shot against Alabama. This is also Steve Sarkeesian facing his former boss. You know Nick Saban's record against his former assistants, even though he lost to two of his assistants last year. Mm -hmm. Alabama's favored by 20. But Texas made the biggest mistake you can make as a program. They said after that game against Louisiana Monroe, we want Bama. Did they sign their own death warrant? <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, you get what you ask for because Bama is going to be, uh, man, uh, I think Bama is going to dominate them for sure. I mean, Texas is still got a ways to go with that program for sure. It's probably not going to be a close game. It's probably about 20 or 30 points, which is, you know, projected, but uh yeah, I think I think Bama is going to handle uh, Texas for sure. Uh, Bryce Young is going to have you know uh, a phenomenal game, I'm sure, and uh, uh, should should be Bama's for sure. Bear. Looking at the schedule, I got two games. I'm going to call upset alert, and you mm-hmm. tell me mm-hmm. if if I'm right, spot on. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt is going to beat Wake Forest. Absolutely. <laughs> Vanderbilt is going to go three and zero. Yes. Um, Mike Wright is a quarterback you need to start paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest does not have Sam Hartman. I, I can't understand how Wake Forest is still ranked, maybe because they just won in week one. And then get this. You know, I'm going to say that that's not really enough. Uh, Florida beats Kentucky. Uh, here we go. Maybe South Carolina over Arkansas. It could happen. It yeah, could, it could happen. Know, but that's, you know, yeah, I'm not seeing. But – I do agree with you with Vandy. They are putting up huge numbers so far. 
I mean, I think they beat Hawaii like 63 to 10 or something like that. And Vandy hasn't put up huge numbers in a long time. So, you know, Clark Lee definitely has the the program rolling, and they're going to be fired up in Nashville. And I I definitely can see uh, them upsetting Wake Forest um, uh, there. And, um, you know, look out for Vanderbilt. You know, they, you know, (laughs) look out for Vanderbilt. (laughs) Right. You know, Brett, I I do have a prediction. I think that Clemson is going to struggle in the first half against Furman. DJ Mm -hmm. Uyangalele is going to get benched. And uh, in comes Klublik, the talented five-star recruit freshman, one of the top quarterback recruits in the state, and Mm -hmm. he's going to come in. And it's going to be kind of a situation like, you remember when Kelly Bryant was benched for Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Because I watched Clemson struggle against Georgia Tech in that first half last night. Oh, yeah. I, I know that they pulled pulled away. The game. First of all, can we say how bad Georgia Tech is? I mean, <laughs> this, this is a program, a three-year yeah. stretch, where they've only won three games each year. Yeah. I mean, that is just pathetic. I mean. Yeah, I thought, I thought Tennessee was bad, you know, for a while. But, of course, Georgia Tech's definitely uh, – uh, you know, got them beat for sure, you know, because they've had some struggling seasons, you know, year after year. Do you have a team that that you're calling on upset alert? Um, you know, I'm looking. Um, I can't really pinpoint anybody. You know, again, maybe maybe South Carolina might be able to, you know, beat um, Arkansas. Be, be, yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> beat Arkansas. Um, you know, I can't. Maybe maybe App State would go crazy with some numbers against Texas A and M, you know, because well, we know you know App State can score in a hurry and put up huge numbers, you know, that might could happen. I, but I, I really don't see anybody right off, you know. I have another upset there, Brad. All right, Old is Dominion it? is going to okay. beat East Carolina. Okay, okay, I like that. Yeah, that's a good pick. I like that. I have another bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, the number is 10. All right. Okay. 10. 10 is the over and under of how many fans that are going to be wearing San Jose State shirts are going to be at Auburn this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's going to be pro- probably under. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That yeah. could be that could be the <laughs> ultimate home field advantage for Auburn. That there's right. absolutely no San Jose State fans that, first of all, they don't travel. Mm-hmm. There, there's not a fan base in California. Right. So people that actually went to San Jose State do not care about college football. Right, exactly. And you did you see those empty Pac-12 stadiums? Yeah, it's sad. It's very, very sad. I mean, I just don't understand why, you know, um, but – you got yeah. Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, and they're right. And I, and I guarantee you, uh, USC plays Stanford in Palo Alto this weekend. That's going to be an empty stadium. Yeah, it's going to be mainly USC fans that are going to make the trip up to Stanford. Yeah, but USC is going to have the home field advantage. USC's favored by nine. Right. Normally, right. normally that's a trap game for USC. Sometimes no. Stanford will beat USC in, in Palo Alto. USC is going to win that game, and they're going to win it big. Because mm-hmm. Stanford does not have a home field advantage at all, You're right? That, that could easily be an empty stadium. Yeah, very, very much so. I mean, 
it's just, it's just two different regions, as you know, out west, football ain't as strong in the college level as it is down here in the south, you know. But, um, yeah, um, I, I definitely see USC, you know, dom- dominate, dominating that game there. Do you feel like being in the south, you know, you being from Tennessee and I'm from mm-hmm. Georgia, that college football just means more out here it's kind of like a religion i mean they once said well if people (laughs) you know we care about college football so much and you know we really don't care about the nfl but that's not true you're a big tennessee titans fan but right right i mean why can't in california if you're rooting for the 49ers or if you're rooting for the chargers or the rams why can't you like both why can't you root for the 49ers and root for cal I don't know. I just I, I I don't understand it, you know, because, you know, you have huge Laker fans out there for sure, you know, and uh, I Golden State, you know, and I I just don't see why people aren't as decided, you know, about college, why they can't get into college, because down here, football's a religion, pretty much, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, who, who you grew up liking, who your family grew up liking, you know, at as a team and you follow that team over the years and sadly it's just not like that in California or out West, you know, with college teams. And I, I really don't understand. Maybe, uh, maybe they haven't been uh, as good as the SEC has been, um, you know, overall. Um, I, I don't know. (laughs) The SEC has dominated the PAC 12 in the past mm-hmm. decade, I think their only win, I think Stanford did beat Vanderbilt one year, mm-hmm. but it it's just incredible. I actually expect the SEC to continue to dominate college football, even by the time Texas and Oklahoma makes it into the conference and we have a 12-team playoff, which, Brad, I'm with you. I'm actually looking forward to seeing a three-loss SEC team sneak into this college football playoff. And then in the second round, we get a rematch between Bama and Tennessee. That would be, that'd be nice. It could happen. Yeah. And, and, and that's the the opportunity about this new playoff, you know, um, gives, you know, four or three offs team to, you know, to, to finally have their say and, and, uh, and see how far they can go. I think it, you know, creates more parity and more competitiveness. Cause you know, we've seen a lot of, um, the play the, the playoff games, you know, for fa- past few years, a lot of them had just been blowouts, and you know, in in a few games, and uh, ho- hopefully, it'll make it more competitive and everything. Switching oh, yeah. gears, let's talk about NFL Week One Thursday yeah. night. You got the Buffalo Bills taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Bills are favored by two and a half. Uh, do you think that the Rams have a shot at repeating as Super Bowl champs this year? They have a shot. They, you know, you know, but you know, they definitely have a shot. You know, still having uh, Stafford and Aaron Donald and uh, uh, Cooper Cup. You know, and you know, mo- mo- most of their weapons. I mean, I definitely say they have a shot. But I think, uh, I think the Rams are going to win that game. You know, you know, with it being at home, o- opening, pretty much opening night for the NFL. Um, and uh, yeah, they definitely have a shot. All right, let's talk about your Tennessee Titans. We already we already talked about them. They are a five and a half point favorite over the New York Giants. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to let you pick that game because that's going to be a win. Up, uh, I'm going to yeah. pick five intriguing matchups. You tell yeah. me who do you think wins. I got you. I got you. Yeah. All right. 
I'm going to say the Steelers at the Bengals. Bengals are favored by six and a half. I got the Bengals because the Steelers, they're still trying to figure out. I know I know Trubisky's going to be their quarterback starting, but we know uh, with the Bengals coming off uh, a Super Bowl, you know, game, you know, with, with Burrow, I think I think they're going to be, be more established, you know, and, and handle the Steelers uh, since they're still trying to, you know, find find their quarterback, you know, who's going to lead them. After Roethlisberger did for so many years. All right, the Green Bay Packers going into Minnesota. Green Bay is favored by one and a half. I would say it should be a little bit more. I think I think Green Bay is going to win that one. Aaron Rodgers, you know, you can't, you know, you can never count them out. Um, I just think I think the Packers are probably a more complete team than the Vikings uh, right now. Okay, the New England Patriots taking on the Miami Dolphins. Miami's favored by three and a half. That's surprising. That's surprising that Miami's uh, favored. Uh, I would think the Patriots gonna it's gonna win that one. Um, All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm actually going through here and I'm gonna pick a game mm-hmm. where the point spread is more than seven. Gotcha. Okay. The San Francisco 49ers <laughs> on the road, a seven point favorite against the Chicago Bears. It's the matchup between Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Justin Fields has vowed to make the 49ers pay for passing on him. Who you got in that game? I got the 49ers. I think Trey Lance is going to have a great game, and uh, they're probably going to beat them probably about 14. I don't say 14. 14. Yeah, yeah. And then I got another upset. So the Chiefs Mm -hmm. are a six-point road favorite against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Wow, this is this has got to be the CBS game of the week. But I think mm-hmm. I think the Fox game of the week is going to be Packers and Vikings. Yeah, this this is a massive game of the week. I, I don't even know if if Jim Nance and Tony Romo is going to be calling this game. But right. you got you got Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. I think that the Cardinals keep it close and uh, they cover. They do. They do. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a close game. I think. I think the Chiefs will win. But but the Cardinals are going to make it uh, competitive, and the Cardinals could have a great year um, uh, for sure. You know, uh, you know, Kyler Murray and JJ Watt still there, and uh, they they could have a great season for sure. All right, so we're going to pick more than just five games. <laughs> so we have we have the Sunday night game: the Tampa yeah, Bay Buccaneers yeah. and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I got the Buccaneers. Yeah, okay. Tom Brady, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then the the Monday night football game, the Denver Broncos taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Denver's favored by six and a half. It is yeah. in Seattle with the 12th fan. Well, Broncos have Russell Wilson coming back to Seattle. Uh, probably going to be 14, maybe 21, uh, you know, uh, Broncos over the Seahawks. Brad, I really appreciate you helping me with my football picks. Do you play fantasy football? I haven't played in a while, you know. Um I might get back into it sometime. Yeah, I, I just had my fantasy draft uh, over the mm-hmm. weekend. And with the first pick, tell me if you think this is a good pick. I picked up Debo Samuel. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for mom will pick. I, yeah, I think I think he's going to have a great year um, for sure. Um, it's like, yeah, you get the best of both <laughs> worlds. He's a running back and a wide receiver. Yeah, Lance is going to go to him a lot, you know, and yeah. For sure. My quarterback is Lamar Jackson. I picked up James mm-hmm. Cook and George Pickens. You could tell I'm a Georgia fan. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then Travis Ntien. He was injured the entire year last year. I think that Travis Ntien is going to be the featured back in Jacksonville. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Jacksonville's going to be a little bit better, you know, this year. I think I think uh, Lawrence has finally got a little bit more experience, you know. Um, and I think I think they're going to be better than last year for sure. I think they'll be the the Commanders for sure. I do see the Jaguars being the Commanders. <laughs> uh, but yeah, both sound like some you know some some good picks there, and uh, yeah, they'll probably put up a lot of yards hopefully this year. All right, looking down the list, um, yeah, it's going to be a great week one. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm usually in front of the TV, yep, uh, watching the Falcons because they're the local team here where I live, and then I, I try to watch the 49ers. I have NFL Red Zone, so yeah, you know, yeah. I'm I'm usually if I'm not in front of the TV, I'm usually watching games on my phone but like bits mm-hmm. and pieces of the games because I think the NFL red zone is a fascinating channel. And I just love seeing yeah. all the action. I mean, you, you get every single touchdown. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They have that. I mean, they got the ESPN goal line. You know, I watched that before too, you know, where to have the, the close college games, you know, um, you know, you know, where college games are close, you know, they kind of keep you updated there, but yeah, red zone is uh, amazing. It really is, you know, um, all right, Brad, before I let you get out of here, does Albert Pujols hit his 700th home run this year? Yes, he does. What, I don't know who's what, What's he at? <laughs> He's at like 6, 695? Where, where is he at, 694? I believe it's 695. How um, cool would it be if like he did it and, and, and Alex Rodriguez was the commentator? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, you know, um, for sure. Um, Cardinals, you know, are are playing great. I mean, um, his, uh, he, he's at 695, 695. He's at 695. He's got 16 he home against, runs this year. He hit that against the Cubs last. He hit 695 against the Cubs. Uh, yeah, time, you know, for him to get 700 and, and oh, yeah, definitely more. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. I just don't know when. Uh, but yeah, it'll happen. That was Brad Page. Just a great guy, a former co-host, former colleague of mine uh, back in college. Uh, always a treat when he comes on the show. And still to this day, the first time he ever came on this show, which, Brad, we're approaching a year. It was about a, it was about a year ago. It was, some, yeah. it was in December. Back in December, you came on the show, and my episode completely blew up because it was the first time that we actually did a show together in 20 years. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Why did yep. it take so long? I have no idea. Who knows? You're right, right. But yeah. Well, I'm glad we could uh, finally find connect, you know, and and get this going. It's been fun, you know, and I'm um, looking looking forward to me more times, you know, uh, doing it. So, how, how's your high school team doing? Um, not not too good right now. Um, you know, they lost a lot of good talent. Um, so they. This Friday night they're going up against Haywood, and Haywood's really good. They were in the state championship uh, last year, but they lost. Um, but right now um, they're they're one and one right now. But uh, I see them losing to Haywood, so they're not they're not really a dominant team. They they like to run a lot. They hardly pass the ball. They're just one of those kind of options. And and you know uh, mainly a defensive team, you know. So you're telling me, you're telling me mm-hmm. that Lexington is playing Haywood County, the yep. Haywood County where Tony Delk played. That's right. That's right in Brownsville, Tennessee. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they play them every year pretty much. It's always like you know when one of their big rivalries. But yeah, do they do they play Chester County and McNary they Central? Play Chester County. Um, they lost to Riverside. That was kind of a shock because ten, you know, Lexington's always beat Riverside. You know, throughout the years, but this year Riverside dominated them. They just beat Liberty like sixty-three to nothing. Um, but yeah, they play uh, Chester County. They play McNary, uh, North Side, South Side. Um, they might play a little small school out in Memphis, like Westwood. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Liberty. Right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, a, a good friend of ours, Jay Dub, Jonathan uh-huh. Wood was the principal at Liberty. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And now yeah, he's, he's a, a R and B singer named Jonathan Marcus. Yes. Yeah. 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 He is. Yeah. No, I, I just uh, – I miss I miss high school football in uh, oh, Tennessee. Yeah. You know, I, I called games for Chester County. I, I was yeah. actually on the broadcast team for one game yeah. for McNary Central, which I, I actually called a McNary Central-Lexington game. That's right. You told me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a long time ago. But I'm back calling <laughs> high school football. I'm excited. I love it. Uh, yeah. One yeah. of our teams awesome. in Alabama mm-hmm. – uh, uh, had one of the biggest upsets in high school football in the state of Alabama. They beat mm-hmm. a seven, a team that, you know, both teams are seven, a, but they beat a seven, wow. a team that was competing for state championships. Wow. Wow. That's kind of like somebody beating Alcoa or Maryville here, I guess, you know, cause they're like, you know, two to two teams in Tennessee here, you know, for sure. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Brad, as always, thank you so much for being a great guest. And, yeah, would love to have you back on uh, from time to time and and talk a little college football and the NFL because it's always nice just to talk about sports, you know, because we love it. I mean, we're passionate about it, and and it's it's always a great time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm so glad football is here. It's definitely my favorite sport, and I could, you know, I could just go on and talk about it for hours, of course. And I'm just glad it's here. And um, I'm, you know, I'm inside to see what teams, you know, you know, can can make a run. You know, we might have some surprises this year. Um, so it's going to be fun, no matter what. <laughs> oh, Brad, it's it's been great. Uh, definitely, we'll hit you up again, and we'll we'll do this again yeah. sometime. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.